Welcome everybody to Learning with Bell Vista Studios. Uh, this is an opportunity for myself or the team to chat with people that we're curious to learn more about. And I'm excited for this chat because it's come from the recommendation of the infamous John Hinchliffe. Um, and I asked for who's doing cool stuff, who should I be learning from, and whose story needs to be shared. And Ahart, you got recommended. So step up to the stage and welcome to learning with Bell Vista Studios. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you, John. Thank you very much. <laughs> you can decide um, if you want to thank him after it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. So for people listening, uh, this episode is basically Ahart teaching English to speakers of Japanese and that's children all the way up to adults and is looking to break into the industry. He says break in or transition. A lot of people use that terminology, but I'd say you're already there as already in it. Um, maybe you just wanna make it a bigger emphasis on your life and earn money through more of that. So you're not quite in the industry, but you're looking to get deeper into it. And your future journey looks like e-learning developer, learning experience developer and you're you like the tech you like the I, being in japan i guess that's where the the augmented reality sort of like curiosity and magnificence comes from i reckon so that's where you're headed yes i would definitely yeah I, i'd agree with that and mm. um but interesting the tech is not as how can i say it's not as prevalent or it's not as overwhelming as it seems like once you're here it's it's kind of subtle in some ways unless you're in Tokyo of course so ah, that's interesting yeah. well isn't it good design you don't notice so maybe they're doing things very well yeah I, I can agree with that yes <laughs> <laughs> that's cool so this you don't have a desire necessarily to be specifically freelance consultant or organization, but you are looking to get deeper in. I think it's a great opportunity for people to, I want to talk about the mindset sort of side of your journey. I think that's going to be really helpful and kind of the practical steps you've taken so far and where you're headed. So the first question I have for you is where has this desire from within come from to move on from what you're currently doing to where you want to go so now i shared this with john and like and i guess but to i guess from a personal perspective is the fact that um well before the big part came in uh my friend actually um re recommended this to me um mm. because he is a developer and he he knows my background i have a, a graphic design somewhat motion graphics and then a visual effects background in terms of compositing um and he he knew my skill set and he said that you know you should really look into this and i was kind of like okay you know i'll get around to it but one day like a lot of things have been happening for me in terms of my job and um I'm a, I'm a new dad, if you will. So we have a four and a half month baby. Um, actually, I had a heart attack um, and it landed me in the hospital and it made me realize that life is short. And so, you know, if I'm going to pursue 
this L and D field, if you will, um, the time is now to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, looking at looking at my family and looking at myself and what the L and D field has to offer, um, it's really exciting and it's something that you know it it drives me to wake up early in the morning to learn and like just make what I can at the moment. So yeah, that's kind of been the big push as of as of recent. Wow. Do you think um, before the kind of adversity in your life, you were looking for something else? Yes, um, I was looking into programming. So mm. I studied um, like uh, app development, actually. Yeah. And then the, the interesting thing is I'm a visual uh, person, right? And so all the all the words and the programming on the back end of things um, it's interesting, but then once it gets so long, then it's kind of, okay, where is this going kind of situation. So, um, I didn't want to give up on it, but then when my friend suggested this to me, uh, I was like, oh, I can do a little bit of programming with this as well. So without going too far, um, and still maintaining that kind of visual, um, um motivation if you will I would say or visual interest I would say yeah so yeah like that's I was hooked so (laughs) that's really cool so I guess your kind of decision making things you have been paying attention to what's important to you on a a values perspective and also a passion perspective yes which is still very hard to balance out but yeah pretty much you got it right (laughs) that's pretty cool well I'd say keep going with that because for me my experience has been when I do make decisions based on that it works out well and just reinforce that to people listening as well like sometimes it can be very easy to be motivated by something like money you know uh, I'll earn this amount of money but like does the joy come with it and I do feel that you, your decision making should be more aligned to values and passion for long-term happiness and more day-to-day fulfillment would you say that's what's your thoughts on that I agree but it's one of those things where when you're looking down the road in living in Japan it's really kind of made me reflect more often than I ever imagined and mm. so like, you know, I, I had listened to your podcast about like a morning routine, actually. Mm. And, and, and you, you do this idea of reflection and, and kind of a meditation, if you will. So I'm trying to do that as well, like on a weekly basis. Kind of, you know, where am I and where do I want to go? And sometimes in, there are certain outside influences that will distract me from that. But mm. for the most part, I try to keep that uh, focus, if you will. So, yeah. So I agree with you for sure. Mm. Is there something that reins you back in to keep that focus? Because I get distracted as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that's a good question. I'd say that. I would say right now, I would say my daughter, like. Mm when when things get overwhelming then I've kind of you know just kind of lose that focus then usually that that morning wake up right when she's looking at me 
and I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, okay. And then that kind of resets me sometimes. Mm. Like, yeah, you know, a, a smile is all you need sometimes, right? So <laughs> cool. It's like a perspective check, it sounds like. Yeah, pretty much so. And and actually, um I I'm interested in Montessori education. Mm. So there's a lot of things that, that my wife and I are, are trying to do as parents in that kind of framework, if you will. Yeah. And by us focusing on that, that actually makes me refocus on what I have to do in my day-to-day as well. So that's an influence as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Wow. Um, I would say my accountability is I ask myself, am I coming from a place of love or fear? And that yeah. helps me recalibrate into making better decisions. That's a good point too. Yeah. Yeah. And you um, don't want to oh, go ahead. Yeah, right go again. on. No, no, you go. You go. And I and and I guess that's one of the things that's happening with trying to get into this field is that um you want to have that passion, you know, that that love for it. Um, but the fear is just it's so noisy basically mm-hmm. and you know am I going to get a job you're like oh I just I put my portfolio out there and like w- you know like what if people hate it kind of situation or yeah what if it's that good paying job so the fear is definitely a, a major distraction that you know I'm, I'm trying to block out but yeah that's kind of how it is <laughs> well I think there are fears that um probably everyone has <laughs> they're like natural ones if I came to you and said dude I like I really want to break in I'm really worried about like am I going to get a job like it's so competitive there's so many people trying to do this like how does my portfolio compare what would you say to me you put me on the spot no I'm joking like <laughs> honestly I would look at the portfolio and I would, but but before I looked at the portfolio, I would just be like, you know, Kim, you got this, okay? Stay focused, understand your reasons for going into this and try to hold on to those as much as you can. Mm, and then cool. I'll get back to you after I look at your portfolio, so. Yeah, tell you if you're shit or not. No, no. But actually, to that point, you know, and this is something that John and I had talked about is, getting yourself out there Mm. and um you know I went to him and people on LinkedIn and I just put myself out it's like here's my portfolio what do you think and so when people get you know some people have given their feedback and so Mm. I've actually gone back and tried to update you know said project or whatnot is the case just to improve on it and it really does make you how can I say I really like the fact that I can actually grow even though I'm not officially in the field at the Mm -hmm. moment and like and I think that's one of the greatest things about this field right now is that there's so many people out there willing to help you that you know the I love it (laughs) yeah it like the industry is brilliant there's so many fantastic people in it and so many generous people and I think one thing that I love that you said is you know you are asking for people's time and energy to add value to your life 
And a lot of people do reach out and they, they take, but what you've said is when you get those tips, you're actually implementing them and you're doing something with it. And I hope like they would probably be lovely if you're sharing back, you know, this is what you said to me, this is what I did. But like for anyone else out there that is asking for help, like take action on it and demonstrate how you have used that because that is the like thank you that you can give to like a mentor or a coach or someone just that gives you two seconds of their time. Yeah. Um, with I think it can be quite like it's very vulnerable to put your portfolio out there because um, you, you don't know where you stand against anyone, who's using what tools, what are people's expectations. It's so subjective. Um, what what helped you share that publicly and go out there and you know say come at me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I would say I went to a design school years ago. Mm. And, you know those sessions that we had when we made the projects and we would have this kind of review. They were brutal. Uh, actually, uh, because, you know, your classmates, they would try to support you. It was that constructive criticism. That's what it was. Um, they, they would give you the good and the bad, but then your teacher would just come in and like give you some good <laughs> and just like lay into you basically. But, but you, you, you grow from that. And it's like um, tough love, if you will, mm. uh, because they just want you to be the best person that you can be. That's and awesome. uh, and I think with that, I think that's really helped me. Mm. And uh, and it's funny because I asked my wife now. Uh, I don't, you know, she's my she's my greatest critic, if you will. And so I was like, okay, what do you think of this? And then she'll just she'll tell me her honest opinion, and then okay, you know. So I think by having these type of experiences, and then again, if if I want to get a job into this field, if I want to, if I actually want to add some value to this field and be of use to others, you know, um, I, that didn't really sound right, being of use to others, but you know what I mean, be my yeah, best. Yeah. Um, you know, I have to, I have to put myself out there. I have to be in these uncomfortable situations and learn, like, constantly grow, you know, yeah, can't stay. It's really cool. And I think you're learning so much more than is probably evident as well, because when you are putting yourself out there, there's the first of all, like, yeah, you're going to get feedback and what feedback is important. What do you take on? What might be a personal opinion, but actually doesn't hit the project goal. And it really is kind of training you to work with stakeholders. You know, you have to present a product, a solution to them that is your work, and they're going to do the exact same thing. They're going to give you feedback, good, bad, um, and they may not necessarily have your best intentions at um, heart because they have a personal objective or a role objective. So I think you're, you know, learning to figure out what you want feedback on. Yep. When do you get it from certain people? Um, what do you take on and say thanks for your feedback but we won't be doing anything about it and even just stakeholder management so I think that's a great thing that 
is going to come easier to you when you do work with stakeholders in the organizations and that that you work with as well so it's just training those skills so that when you get into the real world um for people listening those are the inverted commas going up there <laughs> um, <laughs> you're you're there you're delivering to an expectation that is expected as a standard a baseline standard and you're ha not having to learn on the job you're learning kind of in your own exposed time and to that point you, you you have a just what you said just is so reminiscent of what this past week or two has been because mm. i totally what rebranded like my logo i remade it and then i remade the site and I, I did all of this within like the week, if you will. And like when I finished it and I stepped back and I, I, I looked at it and I was like, this is what it's gonna be like when I get into this field. So like, you, this is, get used to this, you know, Absolutely. get into this. Absolutely. So you're, you're yeah, like even a couple of weeks ago, I was working on an e-learning template and I like, I was like fired up. I was like, oh my God, this looks really good. And then I show it to on the team and they're like, mm. I'm like what? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm like thinking this is one of the best ones we've ever created. Like this is gonna define like future ones. And they're like, yeah, like, but what if you like just tweak like a tiny thing, maybe a stroke or remove a stroke and these tiny tweaks that they took at next level, which was awesome. But you do, when you work on things, you get into your own little like tunnel and, it, you need that kind of parameters and feedback so it's a good thing yeah. to learn through putting your portfolio out there and and just asking questions as well like of other people and, and that's i think that's one of the challenges that i have going forward and mm. in, in terms of just being specific when i ask questions and i'm still learning the vocabulary if you will mm. and, and now that's really helping but yeah asking the questions is, is i think that's my one of the challenges that i i think i have uh, not going forward but yeah just going forward at the moment i would say yeah i'll um so one thing on there we've got a video i'll link it in the description for people is yeah. uh instructional design terms so it kind of talks about the lingo in our industry okay. um and then in terms of feedback you could ask 50 billion questions or you could ask one. Um, yeah. But I guess the thinking behind the questions that you want to ask is what do I need to do after I receive what I receive? So okay. then like, is it, I need to, is this like no more opportunity for X or I actually have another iteration. We can consider colors, we can consider fonts or whatever it is. So what is my next step in the journey? And what are the actions I'm gonna, that I need to know from someone else to be able to get to that next goal or that next milestone? And that helps you define the actual questions. That's the framework I recommend. Such a loop, isn't it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so what are, yep. What are the steps needed to get there? Okay. Mm. A lot of what I think is when you get into like the LXD learning experience design and instructional design, same thing there. Like when mm. I'm facilitating a session, 
and it's like hectic there's like so many participants giving opinions i'm trying to document at the same time and i'm yeah. just listening for where am i headed next okay capture the information from that do i have everything i need no ask the question to make sure you got everything you need and then mm -hmm. move on so that kind of framework really helps me in a busy world to adapt in the moment when it's stressful yeah that's the one thing i noticed is how the, the some of these projects from what I've seen online, I think it seems like the turnover is like almost every week, if you will, is mm. maybe average, I'm assuming. So getting what you need, like at lightning speed is of the essence, <laughs> I would, uh, that's my guess, so. <laughs> well, I would just say as well, you can create that. You get to choose that. Like you create your work style, you create the day, the schedule, those, like you can create that opportunity. So. Yeah. who was it uh someone texted me today and um said they're applying for jobs and they just wanted to like they've decided that lifestyle is more important to them and yeah. so they want to go for part-time jobs and she messaged and she said but i applied for full-time jobs and i just let them know in the application i was only available part-time and yeah. she said she's got two interviews next week where that didn't so she, her limiting beliefs didn't come up and the parameters that the, or the expectations that the job searchers were putting out, she was like, yeah. it doesn't matter. I'm like, I might be the perfect person and I might be the right fit. And if they, they feel it and I feel it, we're gonna work together on that. So just be careful of limiting beliefs and standards and expectations and stereotypes that exist. Cause I truly believe you can create your opportunities. I think that's one of the challenges that I'm having at the moment is mm. that like you said, where do I want to go and how am I going to get there? Mm. And that's that's been the focus, obviously the logo and the portfolio on the site website mm -hmm. was that next step. So for me going forward, I, I've got to keep that in mind. But when I go on LinkedIn, sometimes there's, like you said, there's so much information going on. It's easy to kind of lose, lose your mm. way, through all of that. So, um, but do I need that information at this current point in time? You know, maybe not. So yeah, yeah, it's, that's the fun part for me at this moment right now. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's so even good to be aware of that, you know, because it is so distracting out there. And like, you just need to, is that a post you save for later? Is that what I need today? Because my objective today is this. You know, my objective today is to land a paid job because I can't feed my wife and my daughter next week if I don't. Or is it all good to take on a free portfolio job? Because right now I just feel in the vibes of wanting to be creative and I want a piece for my yeah. portfolio. So I think that check-in and what we spoke about earlier is so vital for people to keep on track towards that goal. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. Mm. But, but easy to lose focus. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So what um what kind of have your steps been so far? Talk people. So you've made the decision. You're like, this ID, this e-learning, this space seems cool, and yes. I'm not going into app development or software development. A bit too techy. You want the visual stuff. You've made the decision, and you're committed to it. What have your steps been so far? Because you're still employed. Yeah, still employed in Wasil. <laughs> Congratulations. So <laughs> 
<laughs> I would say right now, uh, just just getting a bit of background about the field was the was kind of the starting off point. I, I love to research things mm. um, because I, I'm I'm curious about a lot of, of a lot of things that are out there in the world. So when I'm teaching, a lot of the people that I teach are working at companies that either you know make semiconductors or they're nurses or doctors. Mm. Um, so the curiosity is already there. Cool. Um, in the research that I found for, for I mean, th this L&D field, if you will, is just, I mean, it's a space unto itself and, uh, and it's constantly evolving. And so I felt that, okay, let me try to become a developer first so that I can kind of like get a feel for, you know, what, what, is, the, what is the speed, you know, what, what's going on? Uh, just a little clarity, if you will. Mm. Uh, and so I did the website and the logo and I, I put up a couple of projects. And so one of the biggest debates that I've been having is how many projects do you put on the site, mm. right? Um, and I've been trying to keep this mindset of quality over quantity. Mm. Um, but you know, how little is too little, if you will. Uh, and that's why I, the projects I currently have on there right now, I kind of want to go back and revamp them uh, over time right. while maybe adding new projects for, like, for example, my next step basically is to learn uh, Rise mm -hmm. and start creating uh, maybe a couple of projects in Rise yeah. to get a feel for it while also maybe updating the portfolio. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Why is it important to you to have that portfolio done? I feel, it just my, my feeling is, is that so that people can maybe understand a little more of my skill set mm -hmm. uh, and, and maybe understand a little more about me as well. Mm. Uh, projects that I make and put out there yeah uh, but, but that's just that's just what I feel at the, at the current moment yeah yeah would you are you applying for jobs right now yes yeah cool that's good that's good because I think like I think if you want to get into the field the first thing you need to do is a job get a job um yeah. so I'd always put that as the and I, as I'm sharing to you, Ahar, I'm trying to put this for other people that are listening as well. Um, wait, wait, I thought it was only about me. <laughs> this is a private conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just recording it for the world. Um, and all 53 viewers, nah. Um, we're going to change lives. So I think it is important to be, if you've committed to your changing industries and you're going for a new job, you got to land a new job. And it sounds like you've done this, the sensing, right? You're like, am I interested? Do a bit of research, get a feel, get a vibe. And you're like, yeah, still feeling good. Let's go, roll with it. And then you got to be applying for jobs. And the message here is for people like, do not spend ages hibernating and hiding yeah. in the background, trying to put a portfolio together. I saw, I have to read this actually, um, a good little post on LinkedIn today. 
see if I can find it quickly on portfolios. And I thought it was a really good perspective. I support it. Not everyone will, but I think it's important because there's such a, a flurry of, Oh, what does a portfolio need to look like? And it's the most bloody biggest hurdle for people actually getting into the industry. So I'd love to like debunk it with a couple of different perspectives. My perspective is that your portfolio should be getting a yes from someone in seven seconds or less. And so where that's coming from is um, I used to do like a bit of recruiting and like did training for recruiting, but worked in HR and you just see them flip through resume papers like that or scroll through resume papers. So they're just glancing. So it's first impression. So you got to stop someone on a scroll and they're using the physical momentum that they use when they're scrolling on LinkedIn, they're scrolling on Facebook, they're scrolling on Instagram. So if they're in that mindset of being able to make a decision, I like this, I don't like this, that quickly, you've got to get your portfolio saying yes to them in that shorter time. And people will not dig deeper unless you've got them that early. I think there's psych behind that. I'm not going to quote anything. So that's my personal opinion. And then there was a quote from Letitia. Um, shout out, Letitia. I'll message you and let you know that you featured in this episode. But she said, actually, let me share my screen as well because people will want to read this. I'll read it out. If I had a dollar for every post I see about what topics should I use for my portfolio, her tips are number one, the goal of your portfolio is to showcase what you want to do well and what type of work you want to do. Number two, anyone who glosses over through your portfolio will be reviewing your skill set, not the topics you choose. Number three, select topics that are interesting to you. I think that goes back to you, Ahart, like the passion mm -hmm. in that. And I also definitely resonate with that as well um simple enough to work on love that illustrate your talents and give insight to your personality and number four think how to presentation so i think that's just a fantastic little kind of checklist for anyone that's working on their uh portfolio at this point yeah i love that one actually yeah so with that in mind you wanted to, you said your next steps are rise and I love that you want to learn it yourself. Um, what does that make you think about for your rise journey? If you're going to get into articulate rise and you're landing jobs and are you spending your energy in the right space? I'm not saying you are or aren't. I just think this thought process is really helpful. Yeah, true. And this is where that kind of fear comes into play, doesn't it? Because mm -hmm. I guess my fear is that, okay, I don't, I don't have rise in my portfolio, right? Mm -hmm. Will they look at me kind of situation? So I guess, obviously, I, I, maybe I would just focus more on the applying aspect. Like, let that be kind of like, the main push and then like kind of develop the portfolio without maybe putting too much pressure hmm. uh, in that in that realm of things if I think about it that way yeah it's pretty cool it's, my... it's a nice like I think 
sometimes I have to check myself on this. I'm like, am I spending my energy in the right space? And yeah. it's like for you there, like just using that example you've brought up, it's like, well, the job's important because you want to make that change and you've got family decisions and lifestyle decisions and whatever else comes into it. So maybe 70% of your time goes into that. But the 30% that lays back is the play in the tools and updating your portfolio. But if it's aligned to your goals, going back to what we were thinking, chatting about earlier, which one is the priority at the moment and just weigh things out a little bit more that way. And I remember like when I started, I like, I didn't have a portfolio. I was going to client meetings and I didn't have one. And, but I could talk transferable skills and also what I could do, and I had one example to use for those transferable skills. So I basically used the STAR method, which is situation, task, action, result. I had one story that I applied to communication, problem solving, teamwork, whatever I'd made it work. Um, and what I just made a commitment to myself was that any question that came up, I would figure out, I'd just tell them and respond in, how would I do it for them? Because I didn't have the experience. It was like first job, that kind of stuff. Um, and with the tools, like there's tools now that I don't use, you know, and we're meant to be this e-learning instructional design company. I say, look, they're all a variation of each other. So we'll work it out. We don't need to talk about that right now. So like there's things you just don't need to like have all the answers. Be okay because things change every single day. Like you can't possibly keep up. And that's what I just feel. You've got to be adaptable and just say, we'll work it out. Look, from my experience with development tools, they're all very similar. They just got different things located in different spaces. And that's enough for a client or a stakeholder to go, okay, cool. Yeah, you'll work it out. And you do work it out because they are that way. I'm not lying. It might just mean that I have to spend two or three hours of the project figuring out, does it do that thing that I want this activity to do? No, it doesn't. Okay, well, how am I going to do it a different way? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that's kind of the way I focused on some of the projects that I made was focusing on what, what I need the project to convey or like to, to, to say, if you will, and then just going into storyline if you will and you know can it do that well, we can't do that you know okay well let's like you said figure out an alternative to it so um yeah and you're right like actually let me ask you this really quick is yeah. before i forget that you know when you like when you were in that kind of meeting or like kind of applying these kind of transferable skills like how different are things now compared to then mm -hmm. I was so uneducated back then. My goodness. Uh, like we are very human centered now. I didn't even know what human centered design was five years ago, design thinking. I, I literally thought e-learning was picking up a PowerPoint and making it interactive, um, yeah. taking someone's policy and like turning it into an e-learning. That's all yeah. I knew. Like I was very fresh. I didn't understand the industry. And, and that's the kind of work I started on. And that's the kind of work we started on as a, a company. But same with you, Ahart, is I was curious and I really was interested in learning more about the industry. So 
part of while I'm trying to get jobs and work in this industry, the 70% of my time, the other 30% was what's going on? Like, Oh, that's an interesting article. That's an interesting video. I'm watching that. And I'm like, how can I experiment with that in this project that I'm working on now? And I just started to bring more things into my toolkit, more things into my thinking. But you asked me that in another five years and I'll probably go, Jesus, five years ago, Kim, 2022, useless. What was she thinking back then? You know, and then the one that was five years before that, my God, she was like in kindergarten, you know, because I just know that everything is going to change all the time and I can only do the best. So you said that the best to my best ability. And as long as I have a good intention, which I know I do. So then I just trust the process. But then also with your human centered design, I guess by having that, that type of mindset framework, whichever way you want to call it, basically it helps you to adapt to each of these kind of, you know, evolutions over time so that, you know, you can always maintain that focus. Yeah. Yeah, it has, but I didn't know that at the time. But I right. always just had the mindset of I'll work it out. This is what I think is the best in this moment. Oh, now I've learned something new. Now mm -hmm. I do things better. And now I've learned something new again. And now I do it even better times two. And it yeah. you just continuously evolve. You know, we can't always have the answers. We're never going to be perfect. So just go with it. But it's so much fun to keep learning though over time. Yeah, anyway, we're right? so lucky. <laughs> sure. Definitely. And you know, like you said. You're reaching out to people, you're exposing yourself to the industry, you're pulling on your skills from other industries. And that's that's where you need to be. And you're attracting people that want that too. Like if you look at your portfolio, you probably find that you've got a certain style, certain topics and that you're kind of niching into the, the clients, the projects, the stakeholders you want to work with. And also they're getting like there's a magnet drawing them to you as well so you kind of craft that space for yourself and you decide like some people decide I love e-learning but I never want to be an instructional designer I hate that side of it you know so you're just kind of figuring it out as you go yeah and that like if that's how can I talk about ID to be an instructional designer is actually really exciting Mm -hmm. on so many levels but like i just that's why i want to be a developer first because it's like like i, I just want to see it in action over and over again and now I'm, I'm sure basically what i'm doing is is an, uh, like creating these projects is being an instructional designer on some level but like but i you know but i'm so curious to see like how does this really like like I want to see it in full swing, if you will. That's really cool because that is an instructional design mindset, in my opinion, because what you're doing there is you're saying, show me the end result. And in your head, you're reverse engineering. How'd they do that? Why did they decide to make it that way? Why is that over there? Why is that over here? Why didn't they put this in here? So you're that's an instructional design mindset, which is problem solving, which is instructional design. And when we have the team members come into our team, they always start with quality assurance. I want them to find and break our stuff because then they know what good looks like and what bad looks like. And then they go into development because they know the end result. Now it's go, how do you get the end result? Go develop it. 
And then yep. when they get into the development side of it, they're working with the storyboard. So they're getting exposed to instructional design. And then the, it's a very natural transition. So I feel it's an appreciation for the holistic kind of craft that we do in our industry. And your approach is lovely. But even your mindset already, I would... I wouldn't limit yourself to that linear progression because ah. it seems that you already have that curiosity. You're making connections already. So I think, and, and with your experience as well, you are an instructional designer because you have to, a student presents something in the moment, you have to adapt. Where do they need to be? What's the best thing that I can do to get them there in the quickest, most efficient way? That's instructional design. So True. remembering that you're there, you're doing it. It's just, do you want the linear journey because maybe you've seen that mapped out somewhere or yeah. what is the role you're creating for yourself? You're good, you're good. <laughs> Joking, but actually you have a great point though. You're, 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 you're absolutely right. And yeah, why is that? Hey, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have, to have a think about that one after we do this. Uh, it's like, but you have a great point in terms of that linear thinking. And maybe, be, well, maybe because of the influence, like we were saying, right? Or maybe this is just an excuse, but just what do we see on social media, right? Or in the LinkedIn's, if you will. Um, yeah, you're probably right. You may just take that big jump, that big leap and get over the fear, if you will, right? So, yeah. It sounds like, you know, I think people in your position, you really need to think about the role that you want. What yeah. is the role? That's your goal, right? And go for that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and I, yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm so curious about everything though, at the same time that like. Uh, but roles like that exist, right? Yeah. My role but is that. <laughs> <laughs> but do you do you enjoy which one do you enjoy more do you enjoy the instructional designer aspect or like for example like just the developing aspect of things a bit more um now i really like the the problem solving strategic thinking so okay. i like being in the workshop and trying to understand and work with stakeholders I like to get them to their goal as quickly and as efficiently as and the most effective way that I can. I've developed yeah. skills over time that I can join the dots very simply. And for me, I've put a lot of work in to develop those skills. So, and that's where passion and curiosity has come from. So now when that happens in the moment, I have a moment of pride going, you're being rewarded for those, that learning that you've done, that all those years of developing yourself in this it's coming to fruition now and look how happy these stakeholders are and look at the impact that that problem solving is going to do to that organization or to that group of people that will be impacted so for me I I've always as far back as I can remember to like teenage land has always been what do I like do more of that what do I not like do less of that when I started the business I had to do everything and I didn't know everything either um, so I was learning on the job and then when my capacity grew and there was things that I really didn't like doing or they'd take me a long time that's when I said this isn't for me 
there are people out there that love this stuff and they're really good at it better than me they need to be doing this and that's how the team works now as well so we we do we're always checking in what do you like doing where are your interests because that's where high performance comes from that's right. where trust cohesion all that sort of stuff comes from it's it's just going back to what you said earlier like what are you interested in where's your passion and make sure that you focus on that because yeah. like you can get caught up like i don't know industry rates and anything like that but just say an e-learning developer makes half the amount that an instructional designer does i don't know what any of the rates are but um if that was the case does that mean you pursue instructional design if e-learning is where your passion is at you know like right. I, I don't think that leads to happiness i don't exactly. think that's the right decision making thing like i think what do you love because that's where you need to be passion and interest right yeah it, and yeah it's a great point though too i mean obviously to your point you know there's so many things of like oh you can make so much more money as an instructional designer right and yeah, it's tempting but you know at the end but you know at the end of the day like you said though it's yeah what do you have interest in and so yeah just at, at this current moment before like talking with you developing seems or seemed more interesting at that time mm. uh, but then also to to add on i think it's just the community aspect as well though because um talking with John, talking with you and talking with other people that I've connected with on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. like for me right now, you all are helping me keep that focus uh, over mm -hmm. time. So I would really say that the community aspect is really important in just in holding on to like what, you, you know, where, where do you want to go kind of situation? Mm -hmm. Because the moment that I don't talk with any of you, or like, you know, see any post that kind of puts me back on track. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I think you just got to come up with your own little checkpoints there. Like you said, you said you do your reflection, you're checking with yourself weekly. Like they, yeah. they, and I do the same thing. Like they're written down and I know the big goal, the 10 year goal and what needs to be done in the year. But also what needs to, what do I need to feel every day? You know, things like that. So I'm checking in with that. So you got to check in with yourself first and be aligned to your goals and make sure that you're doing those things. Because I have an opinion. John has an opinion. It's not your life. We're not living your life. And I can't push my, and everything I say today, you got to take it with your own perspective because I can't push my agenda on your, your stuff. It's my experience. It's my values. It's worked for me and everyone else in the world. But it's you, what's going on in there, you know? True. Yeah. And I, I just want to go back. Sorry, I kind of had a brain fart when we were talking about the money side of things. No, it's fine. Um, what it, if you are, it's just going back to the e-learning developer, just say gets 50 bucks an hour and the instructional designer gets 100 bucks an hour. Right. And as I say, I'm not aware of what the things are. But if you absolutely love e-learning, development design it is your passion you're brilliant at it everyone says wow that's amazing and they say to you and you say to yourself if i was to die today and know that that was the last job i had i'd be so stoked that i'd made that decision for myself right. then you can go out and ask for a million dollars an hour because your aura 
will carry you. Your passion will carry you. Your desire to be in that space will carry you. So don't let industry rates determine what you earn or determine the decisions you make. Determine your own rate. Determine your own worth. It's your life. Like people, like our team's quite young, right? And I always think, we're young, yeah, but like, honestly, I have like 33 years of experience to be able to do what I do now. You know, like it's not because I've been in the industry a couple of years or I've been running a business for five years. I'm on this earth 33 years. Everything has contributed to what I charge now. So I, and I've had conversations with this, like people going, oh, like I'm on, I hate giving numbers because I don't like people to, I'm going to just give a stupid number because I hate people thinking about it. But um, someone's on $1 an hour and they're like, Kim, I really want to go up to $1 and five cents. And I coach them through that. And then they go and have the conversation. What do they come out with? with their, whoever they're going to that pay rise for, that client that they're going to sign a contract, they come out with $2.50 because they get to a point of valuing themselves and not comparing themselves to other and not comparing themselves to industry rates. They get to it. I am worth this. I am an amazing human being. I'm doing the best of my ability. I love this shit. And I'm going to deliver the best ever e-learning development, visual design you have ever seen. And this is what it's going to cost. And that energy comes through and people say yes. Speechless, but, <laughs> but, but, but you're absolutely right. And it just, what you said about your life experience, you know, how that, how does that play into everything that you do? And yeah, that you're just making me think about what I've worked on and like mm. where I'm at. Now. So yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, nothing to add to that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool. Like, I'd love if you came into an interview and I, like, I was like, tell me about pressured situations. And you're like, well, let me tell you about this morning at breakfast when my four and a half month, blah, blah, blah. If you gave that, I'd be like, holy shit. Yep. You got it. You can handle <laughs> stressful situations. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, let me, actually, you know, it's so weird that you say that. Let me tell you about this morning with my four and a half, mm. like, uh, four months and a half, like, oh, Lord, I can't even speak quickly. Four and a half months. <laughs> baby yeah like my yeah my wife went to work and the thing is is that she just gets fussy sometimes and she can't mm. sleep so kind of like okay you know I'm good at trying to rock like rocking her to sleep and so but she's just full-on crying and I'm just like okay let's just change this up let's just put you this way you know so I changed up the routine and yeah she was crying in my ear but I got her to sleep right amazing you know, so okay anyway side story there but yes <laughs> oh congratulations your stakeholder was immensely stoked you know you experimented you met their needs and then you got them to sleep that's goal achieved <laughs> <laughs> well done well done i i'm conscious of time do you have a hard cut off right now no i'm good i'm good okay let's keep going um so let me just have a look at my questions that i had for you let's keep going with the next step so you were talking about you want to experiment with rise and that what else are you what else is your next steps so off the top of my head 
is um, storyboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to try to improve upon writing skills as well. Mm. Um, so storyboarding, writing, uh, of, of course, with uh, the rise, we talked about that. And while I'm applying for jobs, by the way, um, <laughs> and I, that's kind of where I'm at at this moment. Uh, again, my curiosity expands a little too far. And so I kind of start lo- like losing focus. So I'm kind of like, okay, let me just get just about this much. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll kind of thing. Okay. So let's talk about that. It expands too far according to who? According to me, I would say. How come? Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to set myself up for this one. But I, <laughs> I really like to like just expand on things, like just just to keep going and going and going and going. Okay, where does this go? Where does this go? Where does this go? Um, but the thing is, I feel that I get so far out that I kind of for kind of forget. Okay, well, where did I start from uh, at the beginning mm. of all of this? So that's kind of my feeling. I would say. Mm. Sounds like a good instructional design mindset, to be honest. But um, so it's not many things. It's just depth of things or evolving on things is that what it is it's a good problem to have I would say it's that's problem solving really like and trying to find are you solving the right problem and are you solving it in the best way that's what it sounds like that might be going from one small thing onto searching onto further technologies um I guess the thing to question there is, so I wouldn't say that's a problem. I don't think that's, I, if it was a problem where you're like, there's just 50 billion things and I keep taste testing and I'm kind of making no progress in anything, I'd say, okay, well, there you do need to focus. But for you, I think it's the curiosity can be explored because I think it will serve, it's allowing you to identify actually where your niche is and where you sit more aligned in this industry, the projects you want to work on, the tools you want to use, and the problems you want to solve. So I think that is quite a cool place to be. And I, I'd allow that to happen. Okay. Because the, it sounds like to me, the um, when it will come to it, when you just say for a storyboard, that's where you started. And I don't know where you're ending up, but a storyboard, it sounds like you'll work it out when you really need to do it. So uh, you don't need to worry about it that'll be a just in the moment just in time thing that you develop but go with wherever you're going because that's probably aligning more of the roles that you want to be applying for or the roles that you want to create for yourself the True. message the branding that you're putting out online that attracts yeah. the the jobs attracts the stakeholders the clients that sort of stuff that would be my ex- observation on that no that's a good point that's no that is something to oh, this is good no so yes um but you know i agree with you and especially the part of finding your like finding that that niche basically mm. um so but yeah everything but everything is so exciting isn't it right so that's so is it a niche in the end because there's so many niches to look at at the same time right so but that's just kind of how I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head. I think mm. out loud 
So, but yeah, you have a good point. Really good point. Do you want to talk more on any of that or? That's what, that's the question I'm trying to think of to ask you, right? Um, is there such a thing as how far is too far? Like, you know, like just going too far out there to where that's like, okay, you, you kind of lost in space at the moment. Yeah, I think it, it comes back to what's the goal you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And you just got to go, oh, am I, am I aligned now to that? Is, am I playing in the 30% space now and it needs to park itself? As a, it's an experimental, as experimental play, um, curiosity sort of thing. Or is it enough that it's like, this is something that I freaking love and there might be a job in this. So I'm going to start applying for jobs in, and you Google and you find out that there are jobs in that space. And you're like, holy shit, that role statement lights me up, makes me go on fire. I want that. And then that's when you go, yeah, I'm still pursuing this thing because I need to learn the lingo. I need to learn what technologies talk to each other or how it might be used or what projects and things people have used it on. So it's always just, what's my goal? What's my objection, objective? What's my intent? And yeah. am I swaying from that right now? And I think okay. having a time frame on that might help as well, you know? Yeah, okay, maybe that's what it is with me is the time frame. yeah. I, I think you hit that right there, so, okay. Time frame it is. Sorry, I'm taking notes as quick as I can. So. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, you. the time frame I think is maybe the issue mm. in terms of just, okay, I've, I've delved into this. Okay, now it's time to get back and start making this or uh, putting it out there, so to speak, yeah. Yeah, if it's not aligned to your goal or if it is, keep going true so maybe it sounds like this is we always talk about this is success statement what is your success statement i i don't know if you're clear on that for yourself if you are not clear on that for yourself you need to get clear on that because then all these things that are coming up for you will be so easy for you to make decisions on am i am i just like procrastinating getting lost in all these wonderful things out in the world or is this actually like getting me faster and faster to where i want to be so the success statement basically looks like when I achieve it, actually, uh, so Kathy Moore, have you come across her blog, Kathy Moore, yeah. the action mapping? Yeah, she, amazing. Um, she's got a formula, which is if I, what was it? Oh God, it's been holidays now for a couple of weeks. I'm not, I'm a bit rusty. It's something like um, if X does, if there is an increase or decrease in X by this time as a result of doing blah, 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 you need something definitive like that for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I need that success. How different is that from a vision statement, a success statement? A success statement is very tangible. So when we use it in our wow. instructional design um, process, so when we have a success statement, we can literally get all the learning objectives from it because we know who we're talking to, what they need to do, what they don't need to do. It generally is only, it's normally maximum two sentences, 
but it's that specific that we can sit down and write learning objectives. And it's funny, actually, Hannah and our team, she sent me a text over like the holiday period. We've just crossed New Year's. And um, she was like, I'm literally doing learning objectives for my New Year's resolutions. I have Bloom's taxonomy out in front of me like that. So she's got her success statement for life and she's writing down whatever those health goals, the financial goals, but she's got learning objections, objectives. Why do I keep saying objectives? Objections for each of them. That's how specific she can get. And wow. now she literally has in her calendar, I'm learning this particular, uh, I'm going to watch this video because it's lined to that learning objective that's important to my life. And when I achieve this thing in my life, it's her ultimate life goal, whatever, she'll be a really happy person sort of thing. So get it that specific because it's an action plan for your life or your development plan or your career change, whatever. It's a true. vision statement to me is like, I think it, I, for the language I use for myself is like, um, it's basically your why, or I call it my fire, my fire statement. What fires me up? How can I like literally get teary-eyed? Because like you saying, you look in your daughter's eyes and she's giving you that little smile and you're like, fuck it, get out of bed, go do this. It's yeah. that, that's what the vision to me is. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, like that's, that's exactly right. And, and I've had that feeling before in the past, right? So like, so I know what it feels like. Mm -hmm. So now... I've got to capture that within this this new like kind of ID framework, if you will, or like get that feeling first. Figure out those feelings first, mm. and then align the the new career, the new industry, or whatever it is to that. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it, it sounds like, for example, like I don't want to prescribe your life, but you you've got a creative background, right? You've done visual stuff so there's that's there and I look at myself there's things from when I was a little tyke like a little girl six twelve whatever that have always been creative for me as well mm -hmm. so when I think about the fire and then I need this absolutely in my life because like if I died today I'd be all good with it and then yep. it's like okay well what are those little things like the creativity that can slot in and support that and True. enable it because especially when you talk about you, you did describe it as like a future, future dream of getting into AR. Maybe right. that's your first step. Like, I don't yeah. know why you described it as like e-learning development, instructional design, then augmented reality. But maybe that's your first step. You know, True. maybe you're skipping through the others. You have a taste and an element of them, but you're on to that because that's the number one thing for you. So find your fire then get your success statement get your learning objectives and you'll be i'll be good to go epic. yeah <laughs> you're already great <laughs> you're doing brilliant already but the i think the nice overwhelming feeling to have is just that like there's just so much to learn out there um like in like you said you're never going to learn it all you're never going to be perfect but just just getting that little bit of you know just extra I don't know, information, knowledge. I don't know the, the proper word for it, but just looking at new things and so forth. Yeah, that is definitely, that, that is the fun part of it all. I guess the, for me, the curiosity in it, so. Yeah, well, I think that's a really great piece of evidence that you found the good industry that aligns to you. Yeah, 
which I never knew existed before. That's the like I'm I, I'm kind of slapping myself that I didn't like find <laughs> this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, where was this hiding the whole time? And it was like right in front of me the whole time, right? Like, <laughs> you're good. You're good. All of the things you've learned so far will take you to the next bit. I appreciate that. And, you know, again, the one thing that I do have to say is like, is, you know, I really just appreciate, you know, yourself, John, just so many others that you could take in the time to help us out, like kind of like that are that trying to transition or get in whatever the lingo is, but I really appreciate that um, because when I was trying to get into the software development aspect of things, that was tough. That was mm. really tough. So uh, this is, it's been a great experience so far. Challenging, but it's been great. So mm. thank you that's so cool. much. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's really exciting. And, you know, that's aligned to our passion, you know, like, I love helping people that have it within them. They just need, they don't know what they don't know. And when you just go, Bleh, then they're like, yep, see ya, got it. And take it 10 times X what you think they can, you know, but that's coming from a place of passion. That's what makes it so easy, you know, to do these things, to prioritize like this kind of conversation. And I love learning. That's why it's literally called learning with Belvista Studios. So we can learn from other people because we're not the best like we want to feed our curiosity we want to continuously grow and adapt and we need to expose ourselves to different mindsets and different thinking and different experiences so that's what it's about for us as yeah, well true. but you're all the better for it not just you know there's so many people that have probably said thank you so much but yeah it's <laughs> but and, and it's nice to know that there is that like for such an industry, it's nice to know that there are people that are constantly kind of paying it forward, if you will. Mm. And, and obviously for me, once I get in, you know, that's going to be my situation or not situation. That's going to be my gift as well. Like, well, what can I do to try to kind of pay it forward as well? So, yeah. well, Ahart, you are in already. You're in the industry. No, none of this, when I get in, you got to eliminate that language from your vocabulary. You're in the industry. You're just looking for the next job within the industry. And also you're already paying it forward. Like even coming on here saying, yes, I'm like a stranger and you're like so enthusiastic and your journey and the sharing that you, and it being like being so reflective in the moment is I think, really appreciated by people because we don't always have to have the answers and not everyone has a perfect journey like it's like we always see the end result but we don't see the in progress and I think this is a beautiful story for people to see it in the moment so you're already paying it forward by just saying yes there was no resistance you know and now like what you've shared in this hour as well has added value well I mean it, more it, it, <laughs> didn't know this but off screen you know like john john's got my arm wrapped on my back so that's kind of you know um do you want do you want to summarize kind of what resonated for 
this chat and might be a good summary for people listening, watching? I would say, I would say, 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 success statement mm -hmm. and in your fire. Mm. Um, because I think what's happening is maybe, uh, this is just my guess, but there's probably a lot of us out there who are like not connecting with that fire and we're, mm. but we're still pushing forward anyway, but like kind of walking in the dark, if you will. Mm. Um, and, and so hearing this success, success statement gives you a direction to walk in in the dark and then obviously the fire you could take it literal right you know like having that kind of oh I like it yeah <laughs> um and then also alignment um you you mentioned that throughout this whole conversation if you will because does this align with with what I want to do or does this align with my lifestyle or that, that I would like to have um those are the main bits that I would say there's so much that you gave right now so <laughs> but I think the ones that were really hitting me are, are basically those those three aspects of things I love that it's really cool and I just I think they're the most important because decision making is easier like all the other things that we spoke about like are easier when you have a success statement and when you do this for yourself these are things we literally do on projects, learning projects, training projects, e-learning projects with stakeholders. So when you can write a really good success statement and align all actions, all activities, all scenarios, all interactions to that success statement, you know you've got an effective solution. So it's a great recommendation for people to do it for their lives. And then if you're doing it for your life, God, you're going to be brilliant when you go out and do it with your stakeholders and the solutions that you create. That's true, but but overall, just just this conversation in general, it's been. I mean, I can't put it into words, but it's it's beyond great for me. But it's cool. <laughs> such an English speaking, you know, like my English <laughs> teacher. But no, but it's been it's so motivational, but insightful at the same time. Um, to where that you know, it's nice that. Have, like I can actually step back look at things like from a big picture perspective okay get back in okay move forward kind of situation so mm. extremely helpful and I thank you for that so oh, it's a pleasure that's really cool all right we're going to end our chat uh, like for the people so everyone listening watching thank you for choosing to learn with us Big round of applause and thank you to Ahart for being a guest and just really demonstrating what life is about and like take the time to contemplate, reflect, align what is right for you. Go do your homework after listening to this and figure out your own success statements and go make decisions that are aligned to that. And please share this with anyone that you think will add value to their lives because I do think it helps people create their ultimate lives and we're only here in one form. So go get it. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Peace out, homies. What's up, awesome human? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. 
If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us, basically it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers and what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz, could I be a better instructional designer, that has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating, the problems you'll want to solve. But in there as well, Aren't we cute? That's us. Um, but we've got the coaching courses, freebies, give us gratitude, and also we've got some templates. And basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design, instructional design, and e-learning. So a human-centered design focus is very much what we're about at Bell Vista Studio. So putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs. So there's the human-centered design stuff and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer. Share this stuff, share it with other people because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.